Amen. Tell somebody that it's a short message. It's a short message. Oh, it's a short message. Tell the person. But also tell the person that short is relative. Why are you laughing? I said it's a short message. Amen. Yeah, yeah. But also short is relative. You know, if you've ever visited somebody, especially in America, and they tell you that, oh, we'll, we'll be going this somewhere, and then you say, oh, how long? You say, oh, it's not long at all. <laughs> you know, you say, oh, where is the church? They'll say, oh, it's not far. You know, and then you sit in a car, and after an hour, you ask, when are we getting there? And they'll say, oh, we are almost there. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know, and before you know it, it's an hour and a half. Yeah, you know, last week or so, you know, Minister Michael reminded us it was only just the other day that Christ was born. Just 2,000 years ago, no, just the other day. <laughs> so if 2,000 years is not long, my message cannot <laughs> be, be long. So we will, yeah. But how many of us know that the year indeed has come to an end, whether we like it or not? Whether you lived it or you didn't live it, whether you did what you had to do or you didn't do, the year has come to an end. Do you understand? The year did not wait for you to accomplish. The year went. As to whether you accomplished or you didn't, it, it has come. So I pray that the next couple of days as we prepare ourselves for 31st, I pray that we are all going to be here for crossover service on Tuesday the 31st of December at 9 p.m. Tell somebody by you, come and let's cross over. Come and let's cross over. Listen, as for the first night, when you're coming to church, make sure you come early. It's the service that everybody's afraid to stay at home. And everybody has to come to church, should in case. <laughs> if we are not making it into 2020, we will have to be at a place that God is picking people up from. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if some of you have noticed we have people who come to church from about 10.30 or 11 and then when it's like 12.15 they're like I made it then they can go <laughs> you know? so let us all be here bring your neighbor, bring your friend and let us see the year enter into the new year together but my encouragement for us this, this afternoon is that Take stock of how you spent 2019. Don't just roll over into 2020. Otherwise, if you roll over into 2020, I can assure you prophetically that you will roll over into 2021. Do, do you understand? So I want you to take the next couple of days and be very reflective, be very truthful, and acknowledge how you spent your year in terms of your money, in terms of your resources in terms of your strength in terms of your relationship in terms of the time especially the time what you spent your time with because think about 24 hours times 365 days oh 2190 put your hands together for me i, I think you, you are not even sure whether it's right or not isn't it hey, what else can i do Multiply it. Esther, have you done it on your? She, she said even her, her, for her calculator to she can use. Hmm. Sorry? 8,000. 
Yeah. So how did you multiply that? Or your phone? But I don't want you to use your phone. Yeah, so 8,000 hours. Hey, sorry? Almost 9,000 hours in 2019. How many of it was for sleep? How many of it was for gossiping? How many of it was for gossiping? How many of it was for sleeping? How many of it was for... What else do we do? Eating. How many of it was for work? How many of it was for the church? How many of it was for prayer? How many of it was for reading? How many of it was for witnessing? How many of it was for insulting? How many of it was for fighting? How many of it was for envy? How many of it was for chasing girls? How many of it was for chasing boys? How many of it... (laughs) Yeah, I'm listening. How many of it? Can we calculate? So I want us to spend the next two days taking stock. All of us. Yeah. How many of the whole year did we use vegetating behind the television? Or glued to our tablet or our phone? Some people are glued to both. So this one is on Facebook and this one is on uh, Instagram. And then when you want to, uh, then you... It's a waste. The year has gone. The year has gone. And I believe that 2020, if we take stock, we will use 2020 better. Oh? If we take stock, we will use 2020 better. My prayer for all of us is that we will use 2020 better. We will spend, we will place a higher value on our time. You will, you will treat your, if you were CEO, what would be your hourly work rate be? So if you assume that your hourly work rate is 150 pounds an hour or 200 pounds an hour, value your one hour behind Facebook as 150 pounds lost or 200 pounds lost. Do, do you understand? Yeah, when you sit behind Nollywood or Gollywood or Bollywood, just see hours go and see life pass you by. I feel like I'm preaching to somebody this afternoon before we turn to the Bible. Yes. Yeah. That is why when you go to work, break is either an hour or 30 minutes. You don't work two hours and go on break five hours. Yeah, but some of us, our lives, we have lived it, being fruitful two hours and being unfruitful. May we spend 2020 better. May we spend 20... When somebody wants to engage you in a fight, tell them you can't pay for my time. Yeah, this hour of I cannot, I cannot give to you. And then the next year will come and you'll be able to value what you have gained in 20... Some of us, when we look at our bank accounts today, it's almost like 2019 never happened. You will tell us you worked and we will argue with you that you didn't work. Just look forward. Less, less, less. But this afternoon, I just wanted to touch on a little subject because we have been talking about back to basics, being born again. And last week, we were looking at 
the progression, if you say you are born again, the kind of things that should be in your life, the kind of lifestyle you should have, the attitude you should have, the garment you should put on, you know, and how you should want to grow spiritually, how you should relate with people, how your character should develop. And then the Lord just put this thing on my spirit and I thought that it's a good way to end our year on a Sunday. So tell your neighbor, watch your mouth. Tell your neighbor, watch your mouth. Tell your neighbor in 2020, watch your mouth. Yeah, watch it, watch it. Keep an eye on your mouth. Amen. Proverbs chapter 18, we're going to read a couple of scriptures. And I'm going to just give us a few things to watch out for with our mouth. Amen. Because the Bible says that the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Amen. So watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. You know, sometimes you see road rage and then maybe people get out of their cars ready to fight. It used to happen a lot in London. I don't see much of that in Birmingham. You know, people will just get out of their car and then, you know, somebody will be insulting and then the other person hasn't gotten out of their car yet. And as soon as the person gets out of their car and they see the size of the person, you see that they begin to watch their mouth. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 18, I'm going to read from verse number 4. I'll read the NLT. The Bible says, wise words are like deep waters. Wisdom flows from the wise like a bubbling brook. Fools' words get them into constant quarrels. They are asking for a beating. The mouths of fools are their ruin. They trap themselves with their lips. Somebody say, mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. The mouths of fools are their ruin. They trap themselves with their lips. Amen. Then when you go down to verse 20, the Bible says, Wise words satisfy like a good meal. The right words bring satisfaction. Verse 21, The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Amen. Those who lack, love to talk will reap the consequences. The tongue can bring death or life. So this morning, one of the first things I'm telling you is that the words coming out of your mouth can bring to life what does not exist or what is dead. And also can put to death what is alive. Hallelujah. The words out of your mouth can bring to life what does not exist or what is dead and can also put to death what is alive. Amen. Because the tongue can bring death or life. What it's saying is that watch your mouth. Because what is coming out of it is either killing something or bringing to life something. Hallelujah. Yeah. Do you know that if you're a woman and you're in labor and it's time to give birth, you realize that you have to watch 
even how you push, you have to watch. It's not that you just push. You have to push strategically. I was about to give an example of other pushings, but anyway, it's Christmas time. Let's take When it's childbirth pushing, it is very strategic. They tell you when to push, when not to push. It's not just push. Do you understand? The push must make sure that something comes to life. Do, do you understand? So what I'm telling you that it's not just talking, but what is coming out must bring to life or must raise to life. Because sometimes there may be dead areas in your life, but your mouth will bring it back to life. And sometimes there will be areas in your life that is alive and your mouth will kill it. I always tell us, as well, those of us who are parents, be very careful what is coming out of your mouth to your children. Because your children will push you to the edge. And if you are not careful, what will come out of your mouth will be killing something in them. Will be destroying something in them. But the same mouth, you can speak it. And what is dead in them will come alive. And you see, as we go through all these points, you realize that one of the main things as a Christian, from what I'm saying, is the fact that then it means that every Christian must be able to pray. Do you know that prayer is what comes out of your mouth? Yeah. Prayer is what comes out of your mouth. And the Bible is telling us that, listen, the thing that is coming out of your mouth is giving life or is destroying, is bringing death. So you realize that sometimes you are praying about something in the context of prayer, but when you are talking outside the context of prayer, you kill the thing that you are praying about. Yeah. Because if you say you are praying for a marriage or you are praying for a child, and then outside of that, when you see a child or something, say, move away from me, move away from me. Get away, get away. You are killing the same thing you say you are praying about. Do you understand? You are saying that I want to get married. Then you stand in front of the mirror or you're having a chat with your friend and then you open the same mouth and you say, as for me, nobody likes me. It's a declaration. In fact, the scripture, the, the next thing I was going to tell us is the fact that our words are seeds. What comes out of your mouth are seeds. So be ready for the harvest. So apart from the fact that when you are speaking, you are giving life or when you are speaking, you are giving death. When you are speaking, you are also sowing seeds. You know, and the Bible says that God is not mocked. Whatever a man soweth, that shall he reap. So whatever, everything that comes out of your mouth it's a seed and you must be ready for the harvest that comes with death. Luke chapter 8 verse 11 the Bible says that now the parable is this the seed is the word of God. Amen. It is the same Isaiah 55 11 the Bible says that it is the same with my word I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Amen. Everywhere I send it, it will prosper. And the parable was explained to them that what Jesus was talking about was the fact that, listen, what I am saying to you, everything that I'm speaking to you, it is a seed. It will grow 
it will bear fruit. Sometimes we are surprised when we begin to see certain manifestation in our lives because when we came out of our mouth, we didn't even recognize it. We didn't even acknowledge it. We didn't place any value on it when we were saying it. Because sometimes people say very, I mean, dangerous things, but we say it so casually that we don't realize its import and its value and its strength and potency. Do, do you understand? Yeah. Some children are dense and some people grew up dense because it was spoken over them. Do you understand? As for you, you are dense. As for you, you are deadhead. As for you, you are, you know, and they say it, and they say it casually, in and out. You know, or they'll be discussing something, you go, you come and put your mouth in, they'll say, oh, you too, when intelligent people are talking, you too are talking. But those are words that are being spoken over your life. And they will bear fruit, not necessarily in that minute, but in due season, they will bear fruit. Yeah. So you see, when you look at your husband and say, he's a lazy man, he's a lazy man, he's a lazy man, you will reap laziness from him. Yeah. I'm telling you. If you look at your wife every day, every morning, and say, oh, my beautiful woman, my honey, my sugar bun, you know, the apple of my eye, my sugar babe, my, oh, let's, ah, gosh. Not you, were you created or were you formed? From what planet comest thou? The only sugar in my tea. <laughs> yeah. You will not realize as the years goes on that the love that your wife has for you and her manifestations in the house, in the kitchen, in the bedroom, in the, you, it will be multiplied because that seed that you are sowing, it will multiply in different areas. But you see, when you also look at your hair, and then, you, you know, it's like, you see, when people are dressing, can't you see how they dress? <laughs> yeah, people have put lipstick on you, too, you have gone to put some on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Listen, when we get there, don't talk. Keep quiet. You will reap that. You will reap that. Yeah. You look at your husband and say, hey, as for this house, we are always broke. <laughs> there is no money in this house. It's as, it's as if there's a thief that comes here. <laughs> you will be broke. Because your mouth has spoken it. You will have what you say. And what I'm telling you this morning is that it's not that you will have what you say. You will have it as a harvest. You will have it as a harvest. That is why a lot of the time, when people are suspicious of their husband, I think my husband is cheating. I'm not sure. It looks like he's cheating. I feel like he's cheating. Then you begin to confront him. Do you have a girl? Do you have a boy? Do you have a man? Do you have a woman? Do you have an aunt? Do you have a chicken? Do you have a... Yeah, I say, where did you go? Where didn't you go? Where are you coming from? Why are you now coming? Why didn't you go? Why did you go? One day you will harvest children from a place I am preaching to somebody this morning it is what you open your mouth to say because if you are declaring him as an infidel or somebody who is not faithful you will reap unfaithfulness from your husband listen people have married unbelievers and have spoken life over the person that even when they want to cheat they can't cheat 
because of the words that the wife has spoken over them. Thank you, I thank you. God bless you. Can you imagine, even from what I'm saying, things that we may have been destroyed in 2019? Some of us, we applied for the job, prepared for the job, but said we won't get it. Yeah, no, as we were going for the interview, you know, we had already decided that this job, don't give it to me because the last one, I didn't get it anyway. Anyway, but I'll just go. If you are just going, then you will just be coming. And then you will go and have the interview. And then after the interview, you will say to yourself that this one, it is way overboard. I didn't make it. And you will not make it. Even the world has learnt it. That even when they don't have it, they say it. Yes, they call it all kinds of, they have all kinds of uh, terminologies and whatever, yeah, positive uh, thinking and positive whatever, and uh, yeah, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, attracts, well, please. Let's stick with the word of God and you realize that you can superimpose a blessing over a case. You can. And it's not just thinking it, I'm talking about saying it. But then that will bring me to my next one because it is not just the thinking and the, it's also what you say. I don't know which one to give you. Yeah. It says that a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil for of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Amen. Your mouth is an indicator of the state of your heart. Your mouth is an indicator of the state of your heart. A lot of the times when we even go to the doctor, they will not be able to diagnose what sickness you have until they have certain indicators. Do, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. There are certain indicators that will let them know that because of the level of your temperature, because of the color of your eyes, because of the texture of your this, because they can say that, okay, you have this kind of fever or you have this illness or we should do further tests. The state, what is coming out of your mouth is telling us your current state because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So even when you speak and you say sorry, you can say sorry, but it is the condition of your heart. It is the state of your heart. Yeah. When you always find yourself criticizing people, when you find yourself, when everybody says, ah, the dress Eunice was wearing was just so lovely. It fitted her, so she was looking like an angel. Then your mouth just opens. It's, it's, yeah, but that dress, I mean, it came like five years ago. It's, it's not, it's not even in season. It was in season like five years ago. And you should even see the other colors. The other colors are much nicer than this one. But I mean, her own is okay. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. But yeah. What he's saying is that your heart is filled with jealousy and envy. Because if you cannot open your mouth to say that, yeah, you know, 
we are recommending, we are saying, that, ah, this husband is A1 husband. This husband, no challenger. This, you know, this one, top of the top, creme de la creme, de la creme. And you can't, you find yourself not being able to open your mouth and say, brother, you are a powerful husband. You make us have to rise up <laughs> and do better. Yes. It is saying what is in your heart. It is saying, it is showing what is in your heart. It, if you want to know the, your real state, just see what comes out of your mouth naturally. That's what I'm saying. Watch your mouth from now. Watch your mouth. Every time your mouth is opening, watch it. It will give you direction. Yeah, it will give you direction. It will give, on any aspect in any area. You, watch your mouth. You will see that, you open your mouth, then you see that you are lying. Then you, you, you realize that, yeah, you're a liar. Our mouth is a great indicator. Listen, even for the world to exist, God kept saying, and the, the Bible says, and the Lord said, and the Lord said, and the Lord said, almost nine times in just Genesis chapter one. Yeah, and, 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 and about nine or eleven, he said that, and it happened. As he said it, it happened. As he said, it happened. Yeah, which means that what your mouth is bringing out, it will happen. What your mouth is bringing out, it will happen. That is why sometimes when we are talking by faith, it looks ridiculous. Because sometimes you open your mouth and say the thing, but maybe the belief is not there so much. You don't really think, you know, it's like, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to have five children. I'm going to do, you know, it doesn't sound so. But because your mouth is speaking it, and if your mouth continues to speak it, you will begin to see it. Yes. Because it's funny, when the scripture says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, which means that you can't hear something that's not being said. Unless something is being said, you cannot hear it. So if you want your faith to increase in any area of your life, your mouth must align itself with it. Yeah. Your whole body may have not reached there, but if your mouth goes there, faith will arise and all of you will arrive there. But your mouth must get there. Yeah. That is why even as a church, we have to be careful of our confession and what we say. That is why as a parent, as a pastor, you have to be really careful. Because the more you are saying something to somebody, listen, even when people are saying something to you and you say, I don't care, it doesn't matter, it doesn't touch me, it's not true. You're saying, I don't matter, it doesn't touch me, it doesn't, it does not kill the thing that is coming. It will... That is why your child may be misbehaving and you are looking at the child and you are saying you are a blessed child. You will be an anointed uh, uh, minister. You will do this. You become this. You will rise up and do. Listen, you will go to university and you will go to this. You will start your own business. You will be not, and then you are looking at your child and you are looking at the way they are going and what you are saying. But one day to arrive at a destination and you will see that every seed through your mouth will go and bear fruit. That is why children who are brought in the house of God or whose parents try and raise them at home in the fear of God, they are unable to totally destroy their lives. Because as they try and backslide, 
there is already a foundation that has been laid for them. Do you understand? There are already things that have been planted in their lives that if whether they like it or not, it will go. Yeah. You know, I'll just give this example. When you're passing by and you see that like a house has been built or somebody's redoing their garden, you can never tell what kind of garden it is because the seeds are in the ground. Then after a couple of months, you pass by the house and the house looks so beautiful. Then you realize that these were the seeds that were being sown. There were roses and lilies and hibiscus and whatever, but you don't see it. So what I'm saying is that when you are speaking, you may not see what it is growing, but it will come to pass. Amen. Let me give you the next one. Be going home soon. What comes out of your mouth can contaminate or defile you and others. What comes out of your mouth can contaminate or defile you and others. Matthew 15, 10. Then Jesus called to the crowd to come and hear. Listen, he said, and try and understand. It is not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. Amen. What it's saying is that even though we are putting emphasis, and it is good, 2020 is coming, may we all be healthy and eat healthy and live healthy and try and follow healthy advice. Jesus is saying that the food that is going into your mouth is not necessarily what is defiling you. It is what is coming out of your mouth. You know, I get so surprised when you find those who are health fanatics you know, they won't eat that, they don't eat that, they don't eat that. They are very particular. They'll count, you know, the rice, 24 grains, you know, there, whatever. It's fantastic. But what used to surprise me, I used to work in an office. What used to surprise me is that most people had that mentality. Do you understand? It's like, no, I can only have a quarter slice of bread, or, you know, whatever. And then when they finish... You go outside and have a smoke. <laughs> you are afraid of the rice grains, <laughs> but you are not afraid of the nicotine. So the Bible is saying that, listen, forget about what you are putting inside. What is coming out of you? What is coming out of you is what defiles you. It what contaminates you. And it doesn't just contaminate you, it contaminates others. Some of you, you were not gossipers till you hung out with gossipers. You became a gossiper by association. What is coming out of you, is, and if it is what can defile you, it also means that it's what can purify you. It also means that it's what can clean you. Yeah. Some of us, our faith has grown stronger as we have hanged out with people who have a stronger faith. Yeah, our passion has increased, increased for the things of God as we have hung around people who have, uh, yeah, and some of us, are, that one has died. And it's by simple things. And that is why I'm saying that in 2020, be careful with what comes out of your mouth. For all of us, we have to be really careful what comes out of our mouth. The little basic things, even to do with the things of God. Yeah, sometimes Reverend says it, we laugh. Are you going, uh, I'm not going to church, will you go? 
I'm not going to camp. Will you go? Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but as for me, I cannot go for two services. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, do we have to? Yeah, I don't tithe. Do you tithe? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I mean, as for giving, is giving. When I want to give, I give. I have to be led by the Holy Spirit to give. When have you gone to ask that and spoken to God and asked God whether you should buy the extra? <laughs> when, 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 when? When have you gone to Continental and spoken to the guy behind there and asked them that the goat meat, how much is um, one kilo? And ask God whether the one kilo price is okay. It's only in the house of God. It's only in the house of God. It's only in the house of God. That is, what, that is where our mouth contaminates others. Our mouth defiles others. Why don't we use that same mouth to sanctify others? Why don't we use that same mouth to encourage others? Why don't we use that same mouth to help others? Listen, your health will improve when your mouth improves. Your life will improve. Yeah, Peter tells us that who wants to see good days? Who wants to enjoy their days? They should put their mouth away from evil speaking. There is a basic joy that every Christian must walk in. There's a basic joy that anybody who comes into the house of God must experience. But I'm just telling you that one of the ingredients that makes it or breaks it is our mouth. It's our mouth. It's our mouth. Yeah. And don't think of it in terms of age. If you are speaking to even a two-year-old, be careful what you are saying. Yeah. Even the baby who is a week or two, speak life. Speak life. And I keep encouraging us, if you don't have life to speak, shut up. Let me give the last one. Let's go. Maybe the last but one. Learn to stop your mouth and the mouth of others. Titus 1, the Bible says from verse 10, For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped. Tell somebody by you, your mouth has to be stopped. Now that you have told them, tell them also, I think me to my mouth has to be stopped. Who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not to, for filthy liquor's sake. Amen. There are those whose mouths have to be stopped, for they, ha- they are unruly and vain talkers. Yes. Whose mouths have to be stopped. As for me, this course, I don't think I'll pass. I don't think I'll do very well. Yeah. And don't keep it to themselves. So, you know, the way this lecture is going, I have a feeling we'll all fail. You have to stop their mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quarantine the failure to your daughter. You have to stop some people's mouth. You have to stop it. Some of us, we need to teach our parents. When, because it's, sometimes it's out of ignorance. 
you see your parents saying something about your younger brother, you should be able to say, Mommy, Daddy, I have learned from scripture that you are sowing seeds into my brother's life. You don't want to reap that. You'll be surprised how light and area and freer your life will be when you begin to watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Some of us, our mouth is so loose that the bus driver gets it. The person at the cashier gets it. I mean, even our bin collectors get it. Because they missed one day and then the following week you were waiting for them. Watch your mouth. Watch, watch your mouth. And you see, it is in every area of our lives and in every, our walk as we go, as we come. If you don't watch your mouth, you always find yourself using your mouth to defile, to contaminate. You always find yourself sowing seeds you don't want to reap. Anything you don't want to harvest, don't sow it. And if you don't eat bananas, don't go and sow that. If you don't, can I say amen? If you are looking for grapes and you sow oranges, you can't harvest grapes. Yeah. You can't, you can't fantasize over a beautiful marriage and speak evil into your marriage. But if you speak life into your marriage, it doesn't matter how it's going. Life will come out of it. If you speak life into your finances, you see, even that is a good example. Because some will say, Pastor, but the money is, yeah, the money is finished. It's true, it's gone, it's true. But the truth of the matter is that if you speak life into your finances, you have a consciousness of it. Do, Do you understand? Yeah, it will make you become more conscious of it. You will be sowing better seeds. Even as you are spending the money, you realize what you have said and what you are doing. The last one, speak blessings over. Oh, let me put it another way. Is your mouth blessing or is cursing? Is your mouth blessing or is cursing? James chapter 3, the Bible says in verse 8, But no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises the Lord, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, and you cannot draw fresh water from a salty spring. Amen. Sometimes it produces blessing. Sometimes it produces curses. I pray that in 2020, your mouth will define itself that I produce only blessing. I produce blessing over my own life. I produce blessing over my family. I produce blessing over my friends. I produce blessings over my health. When I open my mouth, life will come. When I open my mouth, even dead things will come alive.